Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium. Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo. And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff. Welcome to The Soul Spot. Hello, friends. Hello, hello, everybody. We are um, so glad we still get to talk to you guys, even in these super weird times. Um, Just a touch base, we're into two weeks of quarantine now. So we're recording this kind of real time with you guys. Um, You'll be hearing this tomorrow. So yeah, (laughs) it's a lot. Here Here we we are. are. Did you survive, Nadia? <laughs> I mean, barely. just barely. Just barely. <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird being in a place where you don't get to um, have any uh, reality of your normal, normal. Like, I have so many coping mechanisms for when I feel stressed, and I'm getting to use, like, very few of them right now. <laughs> yep. um, and that's, I think, the biggest change. But we're going to get into all of that um, later, but how are you doing, Jen? I'm doing good. It was, uh, my birthday a few days ago. So that was yeah. weird. It was yeah. weird. It was like fine. Totally. I feel like at a certain point, you know, but I'm big into birthdays. I love celebrating. I love being like, it's just the best excuse to get everybody together. So Same. it was kind of, uh, disappointing, but at the same time, like the kids tried and Dave tried like the best, it was like everything yeah. you could ask for in quarantine, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like had wine and Dave put the kids down, like that kind of thing. And I just yeah. have a question like real fast, Nadia, yeah. is that I'm really into these white claws, you know? Uh-huh. But, like how come there's only, like how come there's only variety packs? Can I get, I like the lime one. I, you know what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think they're only variety packs. Right. I don't actually. I don't actually buy them. Um, my husband Jerome he buys the white claws. Jerome's the one house. that got me. He got me on. These. <laughs> that was like thank you, Jerome. But I like the lemon lime one or whatever the lime one, and I can only get the variety pack. So I have like. Um, everybody write to White Claws customer service and let's get this figured out. I'm drinking my rosé right now. Um, I was switching between coffee and water and (laughs) wine. And now I'm just going to stick with wine because it's like way after four o'clock at this point. And I mean, we're in quarantine. So what time is, what time is it anyways? (laughs) Way after four, way after. (laughs) Come on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, we're surviving, we're hanging in there. I know that, um, I've heard from a lot of people, um, a lot of text messages and reaching out and asking, and we'll kind of get into all of that and get into like the, the meaty conversation and topic about what's going on. Um, but if you want, I can just jump into like the reading of the week. You want? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, This reading, lately I've been doing a lot of intuitive readings. It's interesting. I don't know if it's because we talked so much about that on the podcast, but, um, but lately intuitive has been like, I don't know, like 80% of the readings, which is unusual, but also very cool. So, um, I did an intuitive reading with, um, a young woman and she just has kind of had, she's like at the crossroads in a lot of different ways. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It just is kind of like where she's at. Um, 
I think in her life. And it was interesting because I've seen this theme. We kind of touched on it last week, but I've seen this theme come up so much in my intuitive readings lately, which is um, either people putting themselves in a ton of different therapy or um, searching for something external to quote unquote fix them or putting their children through a ton of therapy or um, like doctor's visits or whatever it is to kind of like fix them. Right. So I've seen this kind of like theme and I always feel so frustrated at the end of it because it's almost like over, over therapizing, which I know is like not a word, but you know what I mean? Right. It's, It's almost, and it's a fine line, right? Because there's, there's children and there's adults who need it. And then there are some who, who you kind of just don't need to give it more power than it's right. And so I've had the, a lot of the, I mean, you know, you know what you're saying is pretty controversial right now in this time, right? I know, I know it is. And, and, and I'm not, um, I'm not criticizing it because I totally feel you. Um, but we are in a time where more than ever, everything has a label, a treatment, a therapy, and we're encouraged to seek those treatments. Right. So you're right. It is a fine line, but I'll let you keep going. Cause I, no, I feel, it- I feel you. And it's a big topic and like, that's why, but I feel like it's worth discussing and exploring because, because here's where intuition comes in is that it is a fine line between if your child or if you need help, right. And if there's like mental health and if there's behavioral issues, it's a, it is you, we are lucky nowadays to have the treatment plans in place and for people to be like aware enough of what's going on. However, Mm By focusing on something so much, it gives it more power than it needs to give it. And I know, I know what you mean. I do. I, I, I know what you mean. I have examples in my head right now, but I want to let you keep going. Yeah, no, I mean like, and so this, during this specific intuitive, like the reading of the week, whatever, um, it's just a shame because what happens is, and this isn't just this one person, it's it, like I said, it was probably three of my readings last week. It's that we we are in therapy so young. And I mean, I'm talking like six years old, seven years right. old. And because of an issue that we have, right? And then it becomes that something's wrong with me that I need fixed. And well, then like it, when does, right. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, like, let me just finish this and then you can yeah, yeah, yeah. jump in. Yeah. But, um, but then it's like this, this almost becoming a bigger problem of, now I have this whole um, psychological and self-worth thing of something in me is broken and it must be fixed. And then also on top of that, I've learned to become a really big victim in my life because I am this now. I was diagnosed mm-hmm. this. So I'm mm-hmm. going to lean on that for everything instead of trusting my own gut, instead of learning to kind of like make my mistakes and feel my way through a situation Absolutely. Um, So I, I don't know. It's just been like coming up a lot and it is a fine line because never would I want to tell somebody like, stop your medication or stop going to therapy. That's not the message that I want to give, but it's also like, I think that the cure in a lot of ways is like more harmful than the actual problem. Well, it's kind of like, when does it become a defining point of someone's character versus like, um, a stepping stone to get the treatment they need to get services, right? Like when, 
when they're, when someone's so young and their whole um, upbringing is now defined by this diagnosis or this term, um, it is kind of tricky because what kind of message are you sending them with the box that they're stuck in, right? Like it becomes very pivotal in shaping who they are instead of just saying, well, let's assume the best and see what what happens. I mean, I mentioned on the last episode um, that my son has special needs. Um, I'll go ahead and tell everyone um, he has autism. And for him, obviously getting a diagnosis really young was super crucial. At two years old, that diagnosis gave us um, so many resources, so many services. It opened up so many doors and he grew exponentially. But sometimes to line up with what you're saying, I have to check myself and say, okay, I've told myself, he's only five. I've told myself, oh, he does this because he's autistic. But maybe instead, sometimes I have to tell myself, you know what? Let me see if this is something he's open to. And let me see if he behaves in a way that's going to surprise me. Because a lot of times with strangers, um, with new therapists, the people that actually don't know any better, I will see the way he behaves with them. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen him do that before. And of course, sometimes kids just don't behave well for their parents or their mom. But also it's like that person didn't know that he couldn't do A, B, or C. So they had zero expectations, or I should say they had zero limitations on it, right? They had actually expectations, right? Right. Right. So my limitations sometimes are actually like, that's a problem, right? Uh, Which obviously like, I, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it enough to think about it objectively later, but like you get in the habit of kind of thinking, um, well, this person's this way because of this. And, you know, for me, it's like, I'm super positive that I have, um, adult ADHD or whatever. Um, I don't think I ever got diagnosed as a kid, but I kind of like check all the boxes and it's like, well, okay. Now that I know that about myself, what tools can I give myself to move forward? And it can't be like, oh, I'm just this way, like, right? It has to be like, now what can I do for myself? Um, so yeah. you learn things, you know? But Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I, I want to say this as like a disclaimer to everything is that when people come to me with this, and like, like I said, I think there was three last week, um, it's all with the intent of love. It's all with the intent of like higher good and trying to do the best they can for themselves or for their kids. Like by no means is this, is this done with like ill intent. Um, I just think that sometimes it gives more power to something that potentially could be fixed by almost giving it the silent treatment or incorporating in a more, um, like organic type way. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, it, it could be, any, I mean, it really could be anything that we're talking about. Like when you, it could be like dyslexia, it could be like eating disorders or whatever it is. It's almost like, okay, well, depression, depression. And it's like, that's, that's what I'm going to lean on now. And sometimes if you take that away, you kind of are forced to like have nothing but your intuition and yourself again. And I think sometimes that's really healthy and absolutely. And so anyways, that's kind of, that was like the reading of the week and, and it kind of got a depressing sidebar conversation, but, um, I think it's, no, but I think it's, I think it's really helpful for our listeners to know that, um, that that's like, this is so common now. Right. Um, and so common. 
on the heels of you talking about giving things like an organic shot, right? Like this week I've, for the last two weeks, I've been, you know, doing some version of homeschool or therapy with my son. And I have had to lean on my intuition and I have had to think to myself, like, how does he operate? And it's like actually a really huge growth trajectory for me right now, because I'm learning that he is surprising me Mm -hmm. and that I actually need to give myself more credit because I'm his mother and I intuitively know what he needs. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's such, it's, it's such a great lesson. And it's actually like, I told Jerome, I told my husband, um, a few days ago, I said, the biggest lesson that's going to come out of this for me is the confidence that I have the tools I need to be his mother. Like, like come rain or shine. Like if I had to pull him out of school for whatever reason, like I could handle it. it. And it would be, it would be super hard, but like my village, my resources, they're all amazing. But at the end of the day, like I'm his mother and I have those tools and that's been super, super empowering for me. Um, as much as I've like had little nervous breakdowns along the way. Oh, it's for sure the harder path. It's for sure the harder path. I understand that this is like an amazing period of growth for both of us. And I actually think like in a lot of really ironic ways, like this is going to be really good for him. I mean, and me, but for him too, I, you know, I was so worried about um, what's going to happen during this time when all of his resources aren't aren't available. And I'm like, oh my gosh, though, he's going to have so many new tools from his own mother. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it makes me like a lesson. It makes me like get choked up when you say that, because I just think it's, that's exactly what I was trying to get at with like the message of this last intuitive read and, and this last week of intuitive reads is that, you know, we really do try to fix ourselves so much externally and we try to fix our children so much externally. And we have this like bar of what's normal and what's satisfactory And sometimes we got to let that go and we need to just really kind of like embrace who they are and like fight the good fight of like trusting our gut and knowing that we have the tools available to us to guide them the best that that we can. And sometimes with all of this, like over therapy over, I don't know the best way to put that, but you know what I mean? Like, I know. Yeah. Um, too much therapy can kind of get in the way of real growth. And I just, I just encourage those listening to really kind of discern because there is a time and place for it. Absolutely. I'm not saying there isn't, but there's also time and place for it to just be a real life conversation and really trust our own intuition on it instead of seeking it externally. Absolutely. And just, you know, think about all the great um, quirky, weird geniuses and scientists and people of our past that probably would all have crazy labels today, but um, there's something really beautiful in people who are different and people whose brains work in a different way. And the, all we can do is kind of see where we shine and see what works for us and not um, make everything so detrimental because, you know, our differences are what make us beautiful. So, yeah. And one last thing on that, which is kind of what you're saying, but um when it comes to like spiritual people and when it comes to in highly intuitive or um, empaths, oftentimes they do get categorized as having behavioral issues and it's almost because they're too sensitive. So mm-hmm. um, it would become like depression or, you know, like the, it kind of takes shapes in, in, or takes form in um, like different types of like personality disorders, I guess you would say. And oftentimes it's just like, no, you're feeling what's in the room more than other people are feeling in the room. 
Right. And that's going to be like a beautiful gift for you down the road, but you know, you're not going to be able to feel it if you're on a million medications or if you're being told that it's wrong to feel, you know? Yeah. And again, it's a fine line and and there's zero judgment either way. Like I understand it. I just encourage people um, because I've seen it so much with most of the times it's moms coming to me for that. Right. So, right. So definitely good to just look at both sides with clarity. Yeah. Yep. So you guys, um, we want to talk about, um, more about just what's going on in this world right now. Um, we're, like I said, at the uh, top of the episode, we're at week two now in quarantine. And, um, I think there's a really big, um, sense in feeling with everybody right now that just with our country, with society, that things are going to be different. This like, we're going to come out of this, but it's going to be different. Kind of like that, that pre 9-11 world, right? Like there's a certain part of our innocence (laughs) that's kind of been taken away and we're going to move forward. Um, We're going to move forward stronger and we're going to move forward with obviously a ton of lessons, but it's, it's going to be different. And um, I mean, like right now we're still, the information we're getting from everybody is changing daily. Um, It's, you know, we're probably going to see the peak of where we're at with all of this in, I think a week. Um, but you know, people have a lot of feelings that are really justified. Um, and you know, uh, I don't know, Jen, we think like, I, I, I just think that it's, uh, it's not going to be the same. I think you're totally right. I mean, yeah, as far as like from a spiritual standpoint goes, um, you know, people have been talking a lot about the new normal. I'm, I'm sure you heard that. Like everybody's yeah. like this new normal of yeah. all this. And it's like, it's not the new normal yet. I think we're a long way away from the new normal. I think yeah. we're in like such a period of transition right now that nothing about this is going to be what's normal. I think that there is going to be, it's going to be different and it's going to be changed. And I don't think we're ever going to go back to where we were a few weeks ago. And on the optimistic side, I'm like actually very grateful for that because I think that we've all had a really big shift in consciousness the past couple weeks. Um, so I think it's going to continue to change and then eventually the dust settles and then eventually there's a new normal out of this. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's kind of like you said it best, like with the nine 11 thing is a great analogy. It's like, we have nine 11. There wasn't a new normal right after that. The new normal came months later, if not a couple years later, where that became the normal standard, right? Right. There's, there's a period of like exponential growth and change between like the time something happens before we establish that new normal. And we're kind of in that period right now, I think. Um, and the best way that I can put it, I mean, like something, something in like kind of spiritual language that we use a lot is we talk a lot about, um, we talk a lot about like birthing or giving birth. Right. And you're kind of always pregnant with something is the idea. And then during periods of like discomfort and pain, is like when you're birthing and it's these watershed moments where you know that there's just really no going back to what was and it's a lot of mourning what was and it's a lot of like um anxiety or excitement for what could be and we're kind of in that right now and they kind of say that that's like the birth canal where it's like incredibly painful and uncomfortable and but yet like we're coming out so um, so I think that we're like in the birth canal still. 
that's a perfect analogy. I actually read an article earlier this week um, that was saying this uncomfortable feeling you're feeling right now is grief. And I think that's so true. Like I actually reached out to our community um, yesterday and I was asking like, hey, in a few words, could you sum up how you're feeling in this moment? And like, it's just, it was a spectrum of responses. And it was like um, annoyed, heartbroken, anxious, calm, grateful, frustrated, scared for a financial loss, worried about my kids, exhausted. And it's like reading all of these back, I was like, literally, (laughs) I feel um, a portion of one of these in an eight hour time period. Like I will have these moments (laughs) of, of like, I'll be super frustrated and angry. I will be so exhausted. I will be like peaceful and I'm in the sunshine and I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful moment and I'll be hopeful. And, and it's just like, I think this is so human and so normal. These are su- such um, absurd circumstances to be in where we don't have our normal escapes. We don't have our normal, like, you know what? Let me just pop over to Target just to like <laughs> decompress yes. and see what Target See what Target tells me I miss you, Target, even though I I see you and drive up every day, but I still miss going in and just shopping your aisles. And like where Target tells you what you need, right? Yes. Um, All the Easter decorations, think about how much we would be buying right now. I mean, those are our little simple, simple pleasures that used to kind of like give us this escape, right? From whatever our minds are thinking about or kids driving us crazy or whatever was going on. Like we had these little coping mechanisms that were kind of, um, you know, built into our lives that we weren't even really aware of until they were gone. And so it's super scary to have and the feeling that you have of control and routine just kind of like taken from you. So I mean, I've definitely like learned what these new uh, coping mechanisms are. And I mean, sometimes it's rosé and sometimes it's a hike with my family and there's been some really beautiful moments in between, but it's freaking hard, you guys. It really is. I mean, it's like something's always not getting the attention it deserves. It feels like, you know, Um, like between work and kids and there's always something that's that's kind of going by the wayside. And I think for me this past week, I've started like a lot of projects because that's like what I do. And so the house has gotten like messier somehow than before because now I'm like, oh, I have time to go through all those pictures. Now there's just pictures all over my floor. You're such an Enneagram three. It's I know. Like not, not even I know. Funny. Well, I need to like, I need to feel somewhat productive. <laughs> That's just me. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to no, go through I my pictures. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go through my pictures you. and then it just becomes like a big old mess. Um, I know. But, but yeah, I mean, there's, listen, like in comparison to what some people have gone through, this is all just like small potatoes, what you and I are going through. And, um, and it is not our new normal. And I think that we will continue to kind of evolve and change. So let's just embrace this season, knowing that it will pass quickly and then it's going to be a different season and then it's going to be a different season. And then somehow along the way we will have established a new normal. Um, Uh but I do think that there's like, I think that power and control is like a huge, um, it's a huge lesson, right? Like coming up over the past couple weeks. And I think it will continue to be a big lesson over the next like year or two of like surrendering ourselves 
um, is very uncomfortable, I think. Um, I think that it's going to require developing a new relationship with yourself. Um, and I think that there's a whole layer of, um, much like 9-11, like I think there's a whole new layer of things that are going to be coming, government and and whatever, that's going to make us uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's like, that's kind of not what this is about. I think that it's more just about developing that relationship with yourself, developing that relationship with your family. Um, but especially like with yourself and your spiritual self, because this is, this is actually a really good time to get in touch with your own feelings and kind of comb through what fits and what doesn't. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a real, like I've had so many moments where I just like check myself and the way I do things that isn't serving me anymore. Right. Like I talked about this last week, I think, but I'm just like, I'm learning to be more, um, intentional which yeah. is actually really hard for me because I'm kind of like, when I get into a mode, I'm kind of like an energizer bunny. And, and because of that, I'm not as thoughtful as I should be. And it's really taught me how to be more thoughtful and intentional in a lot of things. So I'm grateful for that. And I recognize that. And it's uncomfortable <laughs> because it's almost like I have to do with this growth. But um, I'm recognizing like, okay, <laughs> I need to switch this up because clearly it's not working. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good example of, of learning yourself in a different way. Right. So like getting to know ourselves, getting to know what we, how we, how we work and how we thrive, um, and what we need to kind of feel fulfilled given these restraints. Um, and it is kind of this, I don't know, it does feel like a really crazy exercise of, self-care and a really crazy exercise of, um, looking in now. I mean, even two weeks ago, Nadia, like my perspective on like what I want in life has changed. Like in two weeks it's changed because I'm like, I am happy right now. I'm really, really happy right now. Well, guess what? It changes. It really, um, we always talk about like a perspective check and stuff like that, but it really, really shifts your paradigm because when you're left with none of the like external luxuries or the distractions of like what this world and society gives us regularly, right? Um, we're kind of left with who we are yeah. and where we, where we function as a unit within our family. And um, you're going to love this, but I've been listening to like a ton of 90s country on like, I just like Alexa, play 90s country. Yeah because it's like so comforting and living on love keeps popping up and I'm like this is so perfect for right now right because it's like the words just like um like living on love buying on time if you ain't got somebody yeah nothing ain't worth a dime right so it's like I mean that's that's what we're left with right at the end of our lives even everything it's it's love and that's the bigger lesson but it's so true. It, it just makes you like take, it's such a hard look in the mirror and at yourself and your family unit and, you know, kind of the way you interact with everybody. And there's a lot of lessons in humility. Like I've been getting in some stupid fights with my husband, but like, I'm really quick to like retract on like, we were literally just arguing about mugs and why am I going to waste my time right now doing yeah. that? That's so stupid. So I'm really quick to apologize, which is good. Um, and so is he, 
but it's like all of these lessons in like, um, okay, let's like get out of our own way and let's get back to like who we are. Right. I mean, it really is being stripped down to the core. Like we have over the past two weeks, like really let go of like vanity, I feel like is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. we have let go of, you know, the, you mentioned it last week, just the, the over consumerism that was happening with us. Um, right. mind you, I've done like my fair share of retail therapy, but still like, <laughs> it's not to the level that like we would spend on a daily basis, like going out or whatever. And so right. I think that, um, I think there's a lot of like crazy shifts that have taken place. And I think that for everybody listening, there's an individual shift that's happening in you. So this is going to be a redirection of course. And it's going to be, like I said, coming through what you want, what doesn't serve you anymore, what you've outgrown, what you're shedding. And you're going to be kind of like blossoming into this different being. And I think we're all going through that individually, but I also think that there's like a group level of like, you know, collective conscious that like, consciousness that takes place with the, with these big moments like this. And I think that's happening in like a really beautiful way right now. Um, we shared last week of like all of these wonderful stories of people like being very selfless and companies like finally doing what they need to do to like, not, you know, um, be selfish and, and to help their employees and, um, and people just like neighbors sharing and, just all of these beautiful stories that have come through. Um, there's been obviously like more and more every day that come out right. and they like choke me up and bring me to tears. And it's just so beautiful. And it's a shame that it took this to get, to get it, but we're there. And like these really just like amazing stories. And I think that that is all of us, like on this individual level contribute, contributing to this greater good. And I think it's going to continue. So use this time you guys to really kind of like self-reflect what the future holds. Like, um, I think it is a good time to manifest. I think it's a good time to discard what doesn't serve you. And, um, and I think that is like really a key to manifesting, um, is to let go of what's not serving you. And by that, I mean, like, are there friendships that are weighing you down? Are there people that you are not quick to respond to? Cause they feel like too much baggage? Is it, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can come up with, um, like getting rid of like the extra baggage or getting rid of what doesn't serve you anymore. Um, and I think it's a great time for that right now. Absolutely. And on, on the flip side of that, um, it's a good lesson in to remember to keep in touch with those people in your life, because I think all of us this, these last few weeks have, um, connected with people through FaceTime, through, um, you know, video messaging in some way or another that, um, we're like valuing this, um, connection a little bit more, right. Because we feel almost a desperate sense of like, when am I going to get to see you again? And I want to see your face. Yeah. So it's like, it sucks that we're forced into it, but it's also really cool to like, remember like these relationships are that I take for granted sometimes are so important to me. And like, I, I miss be, you, Nadia. I miss you, Jen. <laughs> so much. Like, What's up, Jen? I can't wait to hug you again. I know, me too. Like, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't see some of these people again sometime soon. And it's like, so it's so cool to like be able to connect with them and it's so frustrating, but it does make you 
appreciate each other more, right? Like, yes, but it makes you take inventory, right? Of the, yeah. I mean, and I will say this, like it being my birthday last week, I got more text messages and FaceTimes and like whatever, like social media messages than I've ever gotten, like ever. Yeah. (laughs) Because like everybody's available to do it. Yeah. It's just nice. Like people that I haven't talked to in years reached out and like did little like videos for me and just like the sweetest messages. And it does, it does just make you feel like, I don't know, like there's, there's such a beauty in the slowdown too, because you, you can be thoughtful, you know, absolutely, and you can appreciate it. Like I remember last year on my birthday, I mean, I'm being totally candid right now, but like last year on my birthday, sometimes like I would get text messages and it's like, okay, enough people. Cause like, I've got a million things that I'm like doing, like, thank you. Thank you. But I can't like respond to everybody right now. Right. How awful is that? Like, that's the yeah. worst thing ever. And You're I, the worst. <laughs> it's like the worst it is. And like, I can't believe I'm even admitting that, but like, it's the truth where it's like, you know how I am with yeah. my phone. Like I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hooked to my phone. You guys, she is the weirdest creature. Cause I've, I mean, I've witnessed this in person. If you ever text Jen and you don't get a response for like a few hours, it is literally because she picks up her phone. She looks at it for two seconds. She puts it down and she walks away. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you just like, aren't you like waiting to see what they say back? Like, you're just going to walk away and do something else. Like, how does your brain work like that? It's, mind-blowing to me I, I I literally I'm just like you're this is fascinating <laughs> I like I'm not, not hooked to my phone I'm not, not it's hard for me I can't believe no, but, I'm like considered a millennial but, because that is like very hard for me but what a blessing because most of us are hooked to our phones to our detriment and like for me when I want to like get shit done I put my phone on airplane mode straight up because I'm like I can't I need to like focus I know I have ADD. I'm going to put this down and I'm going to like focus on my task and then I'll come back to it. Cause I literally don't have that willpower or that like direction. <laughs> so I literally like just turn it off basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, so good. But yeah, you can imagine because I only check my phone a few times a day that like when I got it last year, it's like all of these text messages that is like, honestly, I feel the love and it's like beautiful, but it's also like, oh my gosh, now I need to respond to everybody. Like you're so funny. This is a lot. (laughs) How am I going to respond to everybody? But this year I got to like give the love back (laughs) the way that I wanted to and was able to like send the thank yous and connect with them and catch up the way that it should be, you know? I love it. Yeah. And that's bad. That makes my heart happy. Well, um, what do you think? Are we ready for some soul science? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, guys. So I found a really cool, poignant little article um, that I think is going to really um, be helpful for all of us right now in these weird times. Um, but I'm sure a lot of you have heard this phrase floating around before. It's kind of like the it phrase. Um, and I'm going to spell it out for you, and then I'm going to say it, because most people don't know how to pronounce it, okay? So it's called Huga, but it's actually spelled H-Y-G-G-E, and I'm sure some, a lot of you, I'm sure everyone has seen this, H-Y-G-G-E, and that is a Danish term that basically means coziness. So we're going to talk about the science of Huga and the science of coziness, you guys, because Right now, we're all quarantined in our houses, and like, what a better time to embrace the cozy, slow lifestyle. Okay, so 
This article comes to us from the Global Immersions blog, and it's The Science of Huga. All right, so in case you guys aren't familiar, because some of you might not be, um, okay, imagine you're on a cold winter's night, you're curled up under the couch in a mound of blankets watching your favorite show or reading a thrilling book with a cup of tea steaming next to you. If you have children, they are finally asleep, and you have this particular moment all to yourself. It's nice, is it not? In the US, we might call this fuzzy, warm feeling created in that moment a sense of coziness. In the Danish culture, um, fun fact, Jen's, Jen is Danish. I am. <laughs> My mom was born in Denmark. Hey, mom, I know you're totally <laughs> criticizing the way that Nadia is saying that, but we'll, ha- we'll get the. <laughs> hey, I looked it up. First of all, I-, I looked it up on Google and I looked up a YouTube video and they said Huga. And you so need to sound is, like you're swallowing your tongue. That's like the Danish that? way. Who got? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm doing my best. No, no, no. Jean, it's I'm good. Sorry. It's great. It's great. Okay. And we love this. This is like what my mom lives. <laughs> okay. In Danish culture, the f- specific word for this feeling is huga. Jean, you can correct me later. Okay. So this is the art of creating intimacy with yourself, with others, or with your home. It is a feeling of contentment and well-being. And generally, it requires a person to create a warm, welcoming atmosphere that can be shared with friends, family, and even strangers. Huga has become one of the defining aspects of Danish culture. In the last few years, the philosophy has gained an international audience. There's been at least six books on Huga that were published in the U.S. in 2016 alone. The concept is more than just a room full of candles and familiar faces, though. It is a way of life that has helped Danes appreciate the importance of simplicity and practice a slower pace yes. of life, you guys. I mean, what's happening right now? Like, And aren't they this. the happiest people <laughs> in the world? Isn't that like... They are. They are. That, there's been a lot of studies, and they, they've got it figured out. <laughs> so... um. The Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen have written several books on Huga and how, how others around the world can start to incorporate it into their lives. And so here's a list uh, from the little book of Huga on things you can do to make your life more cozy, okay? Get comfy, take a break. I mean, we can, we can do that right now, you guys. We have this luxury. Be here now. Turn off your phones. Airplane mode. Turn down the lights. Bring out the candles. Build relationships. Spend time with your tribe. Um, If you guys are quarantined with your families, that is a beautiful thing. If you guys are living alone, my heart goes out to you. And please make time to connect with your friends digitally because you need that connection. Um, Give yourself a break from the demands of healthy living. Cake is most definitely huga. Do you love that? (laughs) I love it so much. And it just reminds me of my grandparents so much. Because that was like totally the vibe in their house all of the time. I and love it's just, it. Yeah, it's very Danish and it's very cozy. And it's just what matters most. Like endless conversation, endless drinks, lots of candles, lots of treats. Like, I mean, it's just it. like looking back on it now, like makes me so nostalgic. But it's, um, we all have it, you know, like we all have those memories of it being kind of like that cozy log cabin-ish feel. Um, but that's how they live. And it's awesome. I love that. And so 
I put up Christmas lights in our house this week, like just a few strands, <laughs> nothing crazy. But when I love I, you so much. You're such a seven. You're I'm such, such a seven. seven. I'm like, if I'm going to be stuck in my house, it's going to be Christmas. <laughs> so I put the Christmas lights up. I have real candles that I use when my son's asleep because I don't trust him. <laughs> I have the, those really cool like battery flicker candles that would they look super real when you put them in a candle holder. But I seriously, you guys, it makes such a difference. Like just have that cozy lighting and light a fire and just like be cozy and bake, bake something and have yes. your house smell good. And like, you know, take your shoes off and get under a blanket. Like all that stuff is so good for your mental health and just your you used to feel connected with your loved ones. And I love it so much. And it, so there's just such I'm a slowdown of this. it. There's, I love it. I love that you chose this because there's such a slowdown that like needs to occur for this to happen. And like, we're in that now we can enjoy that now. And, um, and my mom just, I was like texting her and she said, you said it right. It's Huga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jean. Um, yeah, no, like, I mean, it's, it's a little different than this, but I, I've been, the times I let myself take a break, I've been like laying in the backyard with my dogs and we've had some nice sunshine and I just let the sun, like I beat on my body and it feels so good. And it's like, when we have no choice, but to be where we are, like, here's another beautiful lesson. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. Just laying down on a blanket with my dogs in the yeah, sun. So I simple mean, and so beautiful. And not feeling guilty about it. Like we're always made to feel guilty about these, these simple pleasures about just stopping to smell the roses. Like it's so hard to justify this in our daily grinds, but like now we're being forced to, and we can understand like the beauty in it. Right. Like it does suck that it's being forced upon us, but it is a beautiful lesson. So I mean, it really is. And I think that people kind of have, um, this perception that, you know, like with coronavirus, like every, it's like coming to us, you know, like it's, it's coming. And I think that there is a beauty in being like taking our health, um, or not taking our health for granted, I should say. I mean, I know for me personally, it's not something I daily give gratitude for, like yeah. I give my, I always wake up and I give like what I'm grateful for. And it's always like family and friends and like roof over our head and things like that. But I don't often say health, to be honest. Like I don't like, that's just not one, maybe because I think I'm still young, but I'm not. And it's like just one that I've kind of taken for granted. And over the past couple of weeks, it's what I give thanks for the most of like being you know, being able to walk, being able to breathe, being able to see, I mean, there's just so many things that we really do take for granted. And, um, and again, it's just another, another one of those lessons. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I want to do some more mind body stuff in the next, you know, few episodes, but I always think about like how important it is. We take our vitamins, we drink our water, all of these things are not only, you know, fit like physically and scientifically good for us. It is a, it is a mental exercise in knowing that we're giving our body things that it needs. Right. Yes. Like, and I always tell like, like my daughter, yeah. yeah, I tell um, my daughter, Emmy, I'm like, here's your vitamin. And like, we're going to keep you healthy. And yep. it's, it's, it's really important to kind of um, remember that there's a huge mind body connection. And I want to pull up some of these studies for later episodes, but I mean, even to the point where people, 
I, there's studies where people give them placebos for things, right? And they come out healthier for it yeah. because they're practicing that they're doing might, something yeah. good for their body. So um, I just want to like remind everybody, like love your body, take your vitamins. Jen just did an amazing um, meditation that's linked through the Soul Spots Instagram. Um, we'll plug that at the end of the episode, but please go do it. And I you did, did it, it right? I did it last night and it's perfect, you guys. It's five minutes. It's amazing. It's just like, just what you need. And I'm going to do it every night because it's just like, it's five minutes and it's like literally just what we need right now. It's a calming meditation for these times when we're feeling anxious and it's about kind of just you know, giving thanks for your health and, um, you know, it's, it's perfect. So please go check it out. Thank you. That was the first one that we've done and I'm going to continue to add, um, I'm going to continue to add meditations to that, um, channel on YouTube. So if you subscribe, you'll be able to see them as they upload. They're free. It's just, it's like, I think it's just a really good thing for us to kind of get in the habit of doing and, um, so I'm happy you tried it and liked it. Thank you. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for some ask the medium? I think so. Okay. You guys. So we got a few goodies this week and our first question comes to us from Brooke in Rancho Santa Margarita. And she asks, what are your thoughts on manifestation? Can we manifest things in our life, our future, our destiny? Wow, Brooke, this is, <laughs> um, it's a load. It's a loaded question. <laughs> thank, thank you for the question. No, I, I mean, it's just, there's, we could talk about this all night. I think, um, I think you can absolutely manifest. Yes. I think that there are, um, some benchmarks. I always say this, there's benchmarks that are going to happen in your life that are part of like your soul contract where you, you can't really change. Um, but there's also some, like there's a ton of room in between that you can manifest. And I think that there's, um, lots of ways that you can manifest, but really like working on, um, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with like the universe, um, through meditation or through gratitude is like the easiest way to manifest. Um, there's lots of things that you can do for this. So I'll give some examples and some tips, but to answer your question, yes, absolutely. You manifest. Um, I think that we, like, I, I know several things that I've manifested, including like my children and, um, and like, obviously lots of kind of just like life stuff, like job stuff and things like that. Um, Dave, also kind of can, can say some things because we've had this conversation several times, my husband about things that he's manifested in his life. There, there are a lot of things that people can do. Um, there's the law of attraction, which is the secret. If you guys are familiar with that, um, and that's ways in which you can manifest. There's also affirmations. And I find these to be probably the most, um, useful or helpful in manifesting. And that is to, really kind of act as if. So you can say words of affirmation in the mirror. You can write words of affirmation. So say, for example, somebody needs more money or wants more money or wants more abundance, right? So you can write like, um, I am abundant. I'm worthy of abundance. Like you can kind of like write these thoughts out. And 
I think that once you start saying it long enough to where it really becomes digested in your spiritual body, the universe gets behind you in that. And then it starts going, but you have to stay committed. Like you have to really, really stay committed and want that. And that's why vision boards work. I'm a big believer in that. Um, but words of affirmation work. And I'm really, really for anything that is like claiming what it is that you want. So don't ever say what you don't want because that's giving attention to what you don't want, right? And I think like Mother Teresa once said that she um, would always, that she would never go to an anti-war rally, but that she would go to a pro-peace rally. Right. Right? Well, right. Um, well, I remember I read The Secret years ago, so my my memory's foggy, but I remember one of like the principles was like, as simple as, instead of saying to somebody, hey, don't forget your keys, don't forget your wallet, you say, remember your keys, yes. remember yep. your wallet. It has to be a positive it energy. It has to be a positive energy. It, right? Because anything you say that's negative is feeding that negativity. I, that's exactly what it is. And I say this with my husband all the time, who is like a very critical person. Um, but I think that we, I always try to reframe it of like, wouldn't it be lovely if they bought that house? Like, or, yeah. you know, for, cause like his parents are trying to sell and it's like, it'd be so great if this couple like saw the value in the house. Like right. if we can keep it positive and we can give like the energy of the universe, like lots of love and energy behind it. That's the way it works. That's right. that honestly is the way it works. And when people talk about higher vibration, if you're sensitive to this kind of like energy, you feel it. So you're yeah. going to feel the difference in like vibration. And whenever I'm frustrated at work or whenever, whenever I'm frustrated in like whatever, it's like, I'll pray. I will right. pray for them and I will like manifest like my outcome and I will like give it up. And we have, we've had some situations in the past, like my husband and I, where we've been kind of like fearful of what's going to come. And mm -hmm. I will always talk him off the ledge and say like, no, let's like, we're, we're manifesting that negativity right now. Like we need to change the script, flip the script and like manifest right. what's positive. So I think right. that, um, that would be some ways. And like they say the words of affirmation, I mean, they, I don't really know who I'm talking about, but, um, but I would say the words of affirmation are probably to me the most um, like efficient way of doing it. So, so I would say like, whatever it is that you want, like use it and say it daily and say it in the shower and say it to yourself and like, believe it. And then once you start really acting as if and believing it and like faking till you make it, like that's when the universe gets behind you and you can manifest. Um, will it manifest a hundred percent to what you, to what you want it to be? I've had that happen but oftentimes it'll be like very, very close and like better than what I thought. So another great example is as soon as we started this, this podcast, I changed the bio on my Instagram to podcast mogul. <laughs> so, Perfect example. Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> just like that. Perfect. All right. Our next question comes to us from Sam who lives in Riverside and she says, she or he, I'm actually not sure. When developing your mediumship, how do you know what's real and what's your imagination? It's a great question. And I think that it's probably one of the trickier parts of developing your mediumship. But I also think the good news is that you work that out pretty early on. Um, so like if you're starting or if you're new to this and mediumship, 
it's just a learning curve. But then once you're there, you kind of get it. Like, you know, the way it feels. Um, so once you open up to spirit and once you're kind of, when you feel like your spiritual body open, um, and you get these messages implanted, you will be able to determine if it's your imagination. Um, because it, it feels like it's not coming from you is the only way I can describe it. I know it's like really hard to put into words, but it, it doesn't feel like it's coming from you. It feels like you're with somebody and you're being, it, it feels like you're getting this from a source you're linked to as kind of like a download of information. It doesn't feel like this is coming from my memory bank or this is coming from like my imagination. Um, when starting off and when you're practicing, I will say that the best way to learn this and to be able to decipher the two is by getting it validated. So I'm a big believer in that. Like it can, you know, for me, this could have just been all in my head until I would have like enough guts to ask someone like, does this mean something to you? Right. And then when it's validated, you know what that feels like. And so you can, you can kind of, it becomes a sense memory and then you can do it again. You're like, Oh, I'm getting that again. That's like so weird. It's happening again. Last time it was yes. I'm going to just ask her. And then it's like another yes. And so you can kind of start feeling out, but you have to, that's why spirit circles are really important is because it's kind of the safe place for people to share their experiences and, and practice on each other. Um, till you get that, it, it really is a muscle that you're building. And so you need to be able to like work it out and exercise it and practice it as much as you can. Um, and then, but really that that's kind of like an early learning curve. And then I think that once you kind of get past that, you really know the way that it feels and you know that it's not you. And, and sometimes, you know, when it is you, sometimes I'll be doing a reading and I'll get something, even if the, even if the reader is, or even the person I'm reading is saying like, yeah, I think that makes sense. I'm like, no, no, no it didn't feel the same. It just did not feel the same as like another piece of information. So I'm going to let that go. That's so interesting. Yeah. So just practice. Very good. All right, you guys, I think this wraps up this episode. And, um, just to leave you on this note, um, you know, you guys, this is a crazy time. You're not alone. Everyone is having all of these weird feelings. We're all having these crazy, um, periods of transition and growth and any kind of which way you're feeling is absolutely normal. Um, I want to send love to our medical workers, our grocery store clerks, our essential employees. You guys are all heroes. And, um, and you know, um, I'm sending my prayers to people who are really sick right now. And, um, it's just such a wild time, but you know, um, we're having a hard time, but I know there's people who are doing even greater, <laughs> more fantastic things. And I want to send my love to those people. Thank you. I mean, amen. And God bless all of you guys doing like the hard work right now. And we are holding space for you and holding love for you. And we see you and we celebrate you. And, um, and it almost just feels like, again, <laughs> what should have been celebrated for so long, you know? Absolutely. Jen, where can they find you? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at the dot soul dot spot is the easiest place to find me. How about and you? Be sure, sure to click on the meditation link. Yeah, you guys check can it find out. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at Nadia Thorman. It's my name, N A D I A T H O R M A N N. All right, you guys, we love you so Thank much. Thank you. Love you guys. Hang in there. Stay healthy. Stay well. We love you. Bye. Bye.